Hello, welcome everybody to the Oceanic Shuffle wrap-up, basically. Um, we're going to go through a bunch of the teams that who have made changes, and we'll probably talk quickly about the teams who haven't made changes as well. But first of all, I should introduce my two guests tonight. Uh, of course, my regular collaborator, Wooly. Welcome. Thanks, buddy. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Yourself? Oh, yeah. I'm getting there. You're getting there? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the very special guest tonight, because he does not often make, or I believe this may even be your first video, um, oceanic video debut, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, welcome, Sniper. Thank you. Uh, of course, Sniper being from Team Immunity, um, currently ranked, if you believe Flames' thread, number one in Australia, and he is the leader. So... Um, Interesting year for you guys as well. I guess it's been, it's, I, I would rate it good overall, uh, but you've sort of been bookended by two probably disappointing CGPL results. How would you just sort of, just quickly before we get into the Oceanic Shuffle stuff, how, how do you, how would you say about them? Is that fair to say? Or, or yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not happy with second place in Australia. I uh, never have been. And face it was a shock, especially after decimating them in CGPL. And then Legacy just pulled a Swifty on us. Uh, and then obviously we couldn't get over the line against Renegades because of uh, just their YOLO attitude for that match. So, yeah, that was really most disappointing. Uh, if we were going overseas, we wouldn't have minded so much about CGPL. But CGPL was just a colossal mess up from the start. Um, I hope whoever was in charge of that never runs another tournament again, basically. Well, there you go. So, and uh, I'm just gonna. Sorry, my uh, video framing's gone a little bit dodgy there. But anyway, we'll get back into it. Um, all right. So, not so happy with CGPL. But <laughs> it's, uh, I, I guess, I, I guess that's kind of the problem when you go to a PAX type event is that you're going to get uh, problems that make the competition as good. And I didn't attend, so obviously you're the only one here who. Oh, actually, you went as well, Wooly. So yeah, I was there. Yeah sitting back and um, I got to watch some well, matches. Well, I asked yeah. before leaving Perth uh, if I could get some sort of information on the tournament and it was very scarce. There was nothing out there to know. And all I knew was we had a booth at PAX and it was at PAX and we had tickets to PAX. That's all I actually knew. And I didn't even, you know, we got there on the day and I still didn't know the specs of the comps or anything like that to decide whether or not to boycott it because it's, in our, it's our right to decide whether or not we go to a tournament in Australia. And um, to get there and find out that we were playing on laptops that couldn't run the game at an optimal rate, it was disappointing, to say the least. I mean, after a year of traveling around the world and playing in the best environments, to you know, this, we're supposed to be growing. Every CGPL has been fantastic and getting better and better and better, and this one just didn't even seem like a CGPL. So that's all I'll say about that. Maybe leave that for another video. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess, and this is sort of um, the, what the aspect you're coming from there is also sort of why that a lot of players want a union and yes. um, have the ability to, to put in those things like um, minimum specifications and all that sort of stuff. So I can certainly see your point of view there. And, and let's face it, we all want a competition where the playing field is optimal for everyone so that you don't... So we're reducing all the external factors down, so we're eliminating them per se, so it's just skill versus skill. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you should see the complaints when you go to Europe and they find out we've got to play in ISO monitors. Um, if you could imagine what they would have said when they rocked up to PAX and there was laptops there. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really disappointing. And then to cap it off, not even winning the event, just bombing out on that last map. Yeah, disappointing to say the least, but we'll bounce back. Um, <laughs> we've got our sights set on Counterpit, and 2016 is going to be a long year. We've travelled more than we ever expected this year, so... Uh, it's really put things in perspective. Also, that we've improved every time we've gone overseas is actually um, something we we can look back on and be proud of and see it as a potential for future growth. So, yeah, no, certainly agree with it. You definitely have improved. It's, it's been a steady rise all through the year, and I think uh, putting the CGPL packs aside, your crown showing was fantastic. Mm. Uh, beating Cloud Nine, there, we always like to beat the Americans. Hey, eh? feels good. I've only lost them once. Oh, there you go. That's good. All right, let's get back into the main um, event. It's the Oceanic Shuffle. Um, we'll start off with your team. No changes. Not surprised myself. Uh, Shouldn't be. Ever, even a, like even a glimmer, a small spark in you. Oh, maybe if I did this. What do you think? Not really. I mean, we're at the point now where to change someone out, kind of like where Vox was, if you change someone out, you take two steps back for one step forward. And it would be six months down the track that maybe we saw an uh, like improvement. Uh, and I'm really impatient and would rather just stick with what we've got and, you know, go from there. And the base we have right now is really good. Everyone's roles are defined. Everyone knows what they're doing. I think for us, we're just going to look at our own, our own group and decide, you know, who's sick of doing this, who's sick of doing that, who wants to do something new and just go from there. So it, it's yeah i think we're all on the same page there's no need to replace anyone yeah that's good and that's, i like to hear that because you know if you, it's not no need there's no desire just oh but if we, if we got this guy we'd be a little bit better i don't like that i like uh, well, teams sticking through and, and and working on their game and improving as players rather yeah. than saying oh let's just sub this guy out for this guy who's better i've been kind of lucky where i've never been in the position where i've caused the shuffle so it's usually someone's caused the shuffle to me and I've had to react. So I don't really want to go and cause a shuffle. Um, got you, Stilo. Got Ricky. You know, what else do I need? <laughs> Done. All right. Well, um, I'm just saying that because there was a video online the other day where someone said, you, Stilo and Ricky, you should leave and join a North American org um, hmm. with Sponge and Azure and JKS. And I thought, <laughs> wouldn't that be just great if that happened to me again? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd suck. I can't see that happening on on either side of the house. No, no, it's just annoying. Yeah. People think, you know, because someone plays good for your team that they're going to play good for every team and so on. And Yeah, yeah. That's not quite how Counter-Strike works. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on next team. We've got Chiefs. Uh, no changes in the Chiefs camp. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Woolly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool, yeah. Uh, no changes in the Chiefs camp. Do you think that's... Uh, a good choice. Um, oh my god! Bonus cap. <laughs> um, well, I, I get the feeling that if CGPL had a different result, maybe we would have seen a change. Um, I don't really know what it is. That's just you know there was like that rumor going around. Um, you should say what the rumor is. I mean, there's no reason to skirt around it. It's... Well, there were there were two. I think. I, I'm like I don't. I think they were like both probably bullshit. I don't know, but. One of the rumors was that Pete was going to get kicked, and then the other one was that Zeus was going to quit again, like he did when X Five failed in face it. Um, 
but obviously neither of those things have happened, and maybe we and we'll never know if either of them would have would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the Chiefs lineup, but I get the feeling that uh, uh, like it's it's a little it is a little one dimensional, and they probably do need another star player with Zussi and Tux because Zussi and Tux are just really really good. Like mm-hmm. they played incredible at CGPL, and they don't seem to be shaken by much. They just always perform. They're just consistent. Just, yeah, they're just consistently good. And like the fact that I really have to give Tux credit because since he's picked up the orb, I don't think any hardcore rifler could just like be forced into the orb pro and do it as well as he's done it in Australia, which is like so so yeah, that's I, I yeah, so um was there a, a question? Good, like, good call, bad call. Good call, yeah, bad call. Um No change, good call, bad call. It is a hard one. Like to be honest, it is a hard one because they've got something good going. So why why ruin it, or why why rock the boat? I guess. Um, but I think you know, with our personal differences aside, if they were to make a change, the change is obvious. Everyone knows that PDG would get kicked. That's that's the first change that we would be made. Um, and he's the weakest fragger. Yeah, he's just the he's just the consistently weakest fragger. Chris like. For a while, I think Chris was actually worried. He was like pretty upset at ACL Melbourne because apparently online he was getting a lot of flack from his teammates. Um, so he was really worried that he was going to get kicked for a while. And they made the joke. Like Zussi tweeted, uh, it was great playing with Chris. Um, good luck in the yeah, future after ACL yeah. Melbourne. Um, which is, you know, obviously poking fun at the fact, you know, because Chris had an amazing tournament at ACL Melbourne. He did really, he did actually do quite well. Yeah, um, so, yeah, um, I think, you know, it's just—it's not really that Pete's that horrible of a player. He's just the weakest of the five. Lightstep is obviously the in-game leader, so you can't kick him. He, and he has this consistency where he can take these teams of like you know because he brought Zussi into the spotlight. He brought Tux into the spotlight. He brought Nova into the spotlight. Um, Offenu and Dizzy to an extent as well. Um, Break Mont even Mont. you know all these players that are still around. Uh, Lightstep brought up, so you can't get rid of him because he's obviously knows what he's doing. So yeah, PDG would just unfortunately be the bottom of the list, so he'd have to go. But I, yeah, but like I said, I wouldn't really worry. It's it's a bit too soon to so worry. Back to the original question: Good call, bad call. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's too hard to, to call. Such I'd, a woolly rant. Put your sign in the sand. <laughs> and stand for something. I'm going to say bad call just because looking at the current climate, these teams that are coming up, I think Legacy is going to come back and they're actually going to be really strong because talking to them, uh, they can, they've, they've got so much respect for Europe and they're loving it over there and like, it's, it sounds like they're going to come back quite with, mm. with, a, with a bit. Yeah. Um, and then I, Vox looks stronger than ever. They looked really good at CGPL. They nearly beat Chiefs. That's what people might forget. Um, so they could have been in the grand final in that best of three. They, they, it was very, very close. And that was with uh, Mado and Ares, who they've now cut, and they've got Sicko and Herbs, and that's like a massive upgrade. We'll go into that, obviously. So just like looking, and then Trident is coming up as well. All these teams that are coming up, um, it's going to be harder and harder for Chiefs to stay at their current level. So, yeah, bad call, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right. All right, Ian. Okay, well, first of all, um, Chiefs, they're not a bad team. They're the second best team in Australia at the moment. 
um, according to Flames Thread, I think. Um, so, I mean, disregarding Renegades, it's not even worth talking about Renegades. They're not in Australia right now. So, at the moment, you'd have to say Chiefs are number two for sure. There's literally a huge disparity between number two and whoever's next now. Um, uh, the CGPL results, I think, uh, grain of salt for when they nearly lost to uh, Vox. I was standing behind Chiefs uh, and Pete was having this. They chose Cash and Pete's machine was just a joke on Cash and he didn't put his hand up and say, I'm freezing in firefights. He just dealt with it for at least half the game. And Ferg and myself were standing behind him and we said, please pause the game. You're going to lose. And he was like, ah, whatever, whatever. And we were like, no, no, seriously, this is a joke. You should be, there's something wrong with your computer because no one else is performing that bad or your laptop rather. And so they paused the game and he fixed his shit and they came back and they won the next two maps. They lost cash because it was too late. Damage was done. But the next two maps they won. So, I mean, disregarding that whole series, to me, that's just my opinion. Vox have beaten us online in CGPL. So, you know, I know they're not bad, but that's just, we'll get into that later. With Chiefs, bad call, not changing lineup. I think it's for them to decide. Sure, we can sit on the sidelines and say, you know, we can say what we want on the sidelines. It might not be, they might ignore us or call us idiots or whatever. But, um, it would be good if there was someone else. It's hard for them, right? So it's bad call for not changing because I feel yeah. like they could. There's players out there, but, I mean, we all know about the egos and everything like that that actually comes input as well. But uh, it's not easy picking someone uh, who can just come into the lineup right now because there's no standout individuals. Like, with Ustilo, it was such an easy question. Like, do we bring Ustilo in? Who do, we, who do we bring in? It was like, Ustilo was number one on the list. Um so for Chiefs, like if they were to look and say, okay, well, let's actually talk about this seriously. If we're going to get rid of Chris or if we're going to get rid of Pete, who who can we get? And you just think there's not really anyone because they've burnt a lot of bridges. Um, you've also got this legacy lineup now, which we'll get into. Um, so, yeah, I think they're riding on the success of CGPL, their best ever achievement. Um, they won another national just prior to that where um, we weren't there. And I think these sort of results can be good for your ego at the time, but then afterwards, they can, if you're not improving, they can come back to bite you. So I think there's room for improvement in Chiefs. Uh, I would say there's people out there on the market who you definitely could get. I'm just thinking now, like if you want, I think I'll name them. Like there's this, there's this Destiny's basically a loose cannon right now. You can just play for anyone. Um, there's this talk of the Benor return, like they could they could invest in that somehow. I don't know if that's possible or not, but you'd have to at least look at Destiny. I know he didn't turn up to that game for XL5, but there was so much shit going on with that team. So, yeah, yeah I think they could have done something, and I think, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. If they lose, they might start asking the questions straight away, but right now they're riding the high, so they're not going to think about changing, but still bad call. Mm. Interesting. That's just my opinion. Just putting. Yeah, no. That's this is all opinions, too. you know. Yeah. So, uh, for me, one thing, one option that, that we haven't really talked about yet is um, going going futuristic per se and having Lightstep mm. not play and move into the coach role and then bring in another Fragger. And and see, this is you know it's an interesting perspective because I know Gomez has said that it's very hard to actually coach well a team in game at the time because it's you don't get a real good feel for the game and that sort of stuff. But yeah. potentially 
if Lightstep is seen as, I mean, we see PDG potentially as the weak fragging link as well. Mm. I would say that overall, um, comparatively, if you took Lightstep out and you put a fragger in, in raw in, raw game output, you're going to get a lot more frags on the board than that could. Be, yeah, I mean, know? yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying as well, but frags aren't the be-all and end-all. And I wouldn't right. replace Pete just because of his fragging. Like, you can get people that can actually do a role better than Pete. That's what I'm. That's yes. my point of view. And with Chris, uh, he can frag like a monster some games and just bomb out other games. What What's his role even? I don't even know. So, you know, that's why I just think those two guys could probably, you know, they could probably look at getting someone else or at least give them something that they can work on and improve because I just feel like Tux has got a definite role in being the second AWPA at a, or a, a stationary AWPA. Susie's got his role of maybe entry fragging or just getting frags around the around the board. Like, that's two, that's two people done, and you've got the in-game leader role, which is tied up in Lightstep. The other two are arguable. Like, you can change them, interchange them, do whatever. Do they have a solid role where they're just doing the same thing every time? So when, you know, we, we see Pete on the lurk, it, everyone knows Pete's style, everyone knows what Pete does. It's like... It maybe it's time to mix that up. Yeah, that's a good point. So even frags sometimes, you know, I mean, yeah. you can replace a player for frags, and sometimes it'll be a huge bonus to the team. But someone else has got to fill that gap of throwing the uh, smokes and flashes for someone else and uh, playing a certain role. So I think the roles in Chiefs, um, you don't have the strongest people doing each role, but they're doing it good enough as as a team. Yeah, uh, I'm going to stick with good call because I like to see the team stick together and and, mm. and like you said there's probably within the team and individually there's obviously there's always areas for improvement yep so if they can keep going on the trajectory they are they're going to continue yep. to be a strong team and and I, I guess it's the same as your team like why would you mess with it if it's going well exactly uh, yeah so i'm going to go with a good call so yeah I, I can agree with that yeah it, i was on the fence you made me say uh, bad call yeah, we did. Yeah, no. Nah. We just want to see you poke PDG a little bit more. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I already feel got, bad about it. <laughs> I've got nothing against anybody, and I still said bad call. Um, you know, yeah. good call for Mike's explanation is perfect. Like the reason why they're sticking together is because they can grow as a team. But I think there's people out there that they could probably choose. Just thinking about it that way for the roles. Yeah, certainly. All right, moving on to the legacy. A legacy of really sidesteps this, this whole thing just due to the fact that they picked up the face at Invite and have gone overseas. Mm. So they really haven't even really been in the country, yep. kind of, for the whole Oceanic Shuffle. Um, and they're still a pretty new team as well. I mean, this lineup has only been together for uh, maybe two months, I think. Is that about right? Yeah, two months, yeah. almost exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's in its infancy of anything or is, is starting to get in a more serious place. So uh, there's not a lot we can say about them um, at, at this point, I think. So uh, Stability will be good to see if it happens. It'd be the yeah. first time that uh, APOC off new teams been so. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. You've also got, me, yeah. Uh, going back, I mean, when I played, so and this is going back 10, 11, 12 years now, is that uh, APOC or Moku um, in the scene, and the Sydney scene back then was, was a constant shuffle after every single land tournament, and these were monthly SGLs. It would be, all right, four-player switch, three-player switch there. Usually a three-player switch because Soren followed him everywhere like a lost puppy. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> Not offense right, to everybody, so, of course. So. Nah, all right. Uh, do you have anything particular to comment on, on Legacy while you're here, um, Sniper? Um... Really interesting to see how they come back uh, from their red dot qualifier, whatever it's called, um, where they lost to a French team. 
Uh, yeah. This will be the know first any time. Of the players, yeah. Well, we knew some of them, but you, this is the first time an Australian team has gone overseas, not necessarily being the best team in Australia, and also with such a huge unknown factor about their team. And I wouldn't even say that they're strong fraggers, and usually people think that's what you need to go overseas. It'd be interesting to see how they develop. If they don't change their lineup, I don't know what they would even. I mean, there's people out there, but no, I don't think that that actual lineup is pretty much stuck. Maybe you'd replace Buster, like Steve, or well, or something like that only. But I, it'd just be so interesting to see how that team develops while they're over there and what the impact. Because you'll be able to see what the pure impact of being over there will have when they come back. <laughs> as soon as they come back, we'll be able to gauge and assess what the actual. You'll be able to measure the difference from face and CGPO, and say now that you've come back from Europe, you verse Europeans, you've seen the light. Has have you actually grown in that period? Uh, and then it would be also good to see them stick together uh, because of that experience. I guess if Chiefs had gone overseas, I would say the same thing: stick together and grow from your experience. But I think with Legacy, there's yeah, the weak link might be Steve, but he went massive in a couple of games. Um, so yeah, because he's such a new thing in Go. Like, a, what team has he been in before this? I don't think he's been in another. He was top in team. Skyfire, which and you wouldn't okay. get it. Like, I was gone like, for that. Yeah, <laughs> I literally, I was not in not, Australia not, like, the not, entire not, duration yeah. of it. Yeah, so yeah, he, he wasn't in like the Chief Skyfire. He was in a Skyfire before that, which was Div Two, basically. Yeah. Like I think well, they were in, they were in Div. I think they were in Div One last season at the end. But well, Mike and I yeah. would know him from One Point Six, so it's no surprise. But it's just one yeah. of those things. He's just come out of nowhere, and he's in a Div One team, and he's beating Renegades and Immunity and Chiefs, and you know, it's like. WTF. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if he sticks around because longevity is key, and we're all getting pretty long in the tooth now. So that's 1.6s. Yeah, man. I feel you. Uh, all right, Willie, quick words on legacy. Um, I just want to make the point that when they're in the red dot qualifier, um, I'm pretty sure that was like their first day in Sweden. Like, so. Oh, okay. And it was yeah, online. And, and, and it was online, and so they had like just gotten there. They they had apparently they had some problems with the PCs. The sound change, the sound patch happened with oh, all, the, all the changes while yes. they were on the plane. That's so shit, so, so they got yeah yeah. So they got there and they were just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Basically, I think they're, Why they're there horses everywhere. Yeah, but still, they they're like they still you know that doesn't excuse them of everything. It's just sort of maybe puts uh, it definitely puts it in context. Yeah, puts yeah. it into context because that Deadpool loss. You got to understand like. There's dead, dead pixels. There's four good teams underneath uh, Titan and Envious in France. That's how deep their scene goes. There's like LDLC White and Blue, which are mm. tying with Div One teams occasionally, um, and then you've got these other two teams uh, here, Bay Genius and oh, Osomniacs underneath that as well. So probably five teams. Uh, Melty. It's it's so deep. Like they've got five Tier One teams for a nation like our tier one teams would be us chiefs you know that that's what i'm talking about div one teams they've got five div one teams that can all beat each other on the day and legacy is just going to go over and compete with them on their first day in europe it's not going to happen uh, and i think that that was a yeah. good um yardstick for that also versing uh efrag online is impossible most europeans can't do it so online tournaments are crazy in europe and you just got to take them with a grain of salt so when i found out it was online i was like oh that all makes sense Regardless of first day in Sweden and sounds and patches yeah. and everything, like online is such a shit fight. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And the other thing I just wanted to say is um, 
yeah, so that was their first day, and they're boot camping there leading up to DreamHack Winter. So, and they're, and they're, I've been talking to them, they're playing teams like Nip and Fnatic, and they've actually got some good practice in it, sounds like Hellraisers and stuff. And they clearly have a new respect for European Counter Strike. If they didn't have it before, they absolutely do have it now, talking to them. It's just crazy. They, they like they're sort of what you're talking about. Like they reckon, like a, you know, like the thirtieth best team in Europe would probably destroy every Div One team in Oz. Just and they wouldn't even have to try. Like it's just ridiculous. It and feels that like that be, sometimes online. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but um, from what I've heard, it sounds like they're really enjoying it. They're learning a lot, and they're probably like yeah that's why I'm, I wouldn't be surprised like I also wouldn't be surprised like you said like it will be really interesting to see what happens if they do stick together if they do make any roster changes when they get back depending on how well they do at DreamHack Winter <clears throat> yeah so uh, I can just see their legacy have got into the EuroCSGO frat group which has got the tier 1 teams in that so that's good nice. and uh, yeah they've got some prac lined up with Nip and whoever that oh Fnatic the inside scoop live on the video uh, so yeah yeah, welcome Sam Richardson from Legacy Australia. So that's pretty cool, huh? Like, uh, I think they'll love that experience and when they get back. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's a phenomenal experience. I've never done it as a player, but I went over with F-Zero in 2006 and just being there and practice, like being in their practice, we were boot camping in Stockholm, and they were boot camping in Stockholm and I was there watching them practice and playing SK and stuff at the time, I think it was. And even that, it's just cool to be a part that's of. That's cool, you yeah. Know. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a phenomenally different thing to what it's like in Australia and the internet's awesome over there too mind you our internet's a lot better these days so uh, it's not I just want to scoot you just a little bit to your right I think it is yeah if you can just yeah that's perfect mate it's just for my frame and that way people oh too far too. <laughs> you're getting the other bit of your head I was going for the uh, AK racing uh, yeah AK all, racing all my all my screw sponsor stuff so. yeah nice all right <laughs> Let's move on to our next team, uh, SYF Gaming, who have made a change. And uh, it was pretty much the first change that was falling out of CGPL and this guy's not going to it. And we're talking Mungo was kicked, removed, left, whatever it was. Um, and Spikes has been brought in. Mm. Um, now, the, the points that I have about this is that uh, from looking in on the team, I, I didn't think there was a, a definite need for a change. Yeah, but f from the rhetoric that's come out, it sounds like it was like a mismatch in attitudes and whatnot, and and that was always, in my opinion, is a reasonable cause for a change. If uh, this is comes comes down to basic like team think and group think, mm. uh, if you're all on the same page and have the same attitude, you evidently are going to be doing a lot better than if you were if one person's not quite in that same yep. mindset. So, in in this case. If this is the case for it, um, Spikes is probably not quite as strong as Mungo from what I've seen. No. Um, uh, he's definitely got potential, uh, but it's a drop down in that aspect. But whether that aspect or whether the teamwork and the mindset aspect overtakes that at the moment, based on the information that I have, I'm going to go with good call because it's only going to keep the team spirit and keep that teamwork up, which has been a really strong point for SYF Gaming. Uh, sniper. Uh, I've just got to go immediately. Bad call, just straight up. Just because uh, they've tied with us in matches. In I think CG with both maps went to overtime, and I've seen the light of the young fraggers. And 
I just think the only thing that team was missing was experience, like someone to say calm down in clutches and, you know, taking a step back and going, we are, we can achieve stuff, we just need to play properly. Like, because they're all sharp, I think they have Mont who drops like 130 DPR and stuff, so... Um, bad call, Spikes, who's that? You know, no offence to Spikes, but... <laughs> Mungo was seen as the up-and-comer. And you've just gone and cut him for what reason? Was he not? I'm pretty sure he was one of the most keen players in Oz. He's telling me that to not be on the same page as the rest of SYF means he's more keen than the others and they're going to do better because they've got one less keen guy. Like Potentially, it's less to do with, um, not in terms of attitude towards practice and all that sort of stuff, but attitude towards the uh, other players. The oh, okay. So how SYF go about it, there is a... I guess you call it a difference in philosophy. Yeah, I mean that's always good. I think uh, I don't think someone should be outed for that unless they make it personal. Um, Spikes actually is a good player. I've versed him before, and he can drop frags as well. But I just don't think that um, that was the right call to make. Everyone was talking about Mungo when I came back. Everyone's like Mungo, the mm-hmm. up and comer, and to see him get cut. And I mean, obviously he'll go into better things. But that team actually could have evolved into something good. They went to Crown. I think they had very respectable results. Uh, and then they couldn't get the funding for CGPL, which they qualified for, which is an absolute joke. Um, and that all should be ashamed, I reckon, but whatever. It's uh, funny because um, uh, the Smite Scythe team, they made it. Yep. Oh, well, it's I walked past the Smite stand and I was <laughs> like, why am I playing Counter-Strike Go? Look at this, look at this thing. It was a thing yeah. of beauty. The, um, the smite price pool is also six and a half times the size, so maybe that's ah, something to do with it. We don't pay for we don't play for money, do we, boys? Yeah, we don't. It was six times. It was it was sixty k, I think, and sixty five. Okay, I'm definitely sixty five. Yeah, going pro smite, pro smart. pro whatever. And if you won sniper, you got to go to the the national the well. major, the world's major, whatever it's called. Not uh, so bad call from sniper. Uh, <laughs> pretty good reasons there. Uh, and, huh. Yeah. Not at all uh, against any of those ones. I'm not going to argue with those that lot. But uh, Wooly, good call, bad call, straight up, go. Um, I think it's a good call. Um, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> I know Mungo and I know Spikes. I think Mungo, he is, he's definitely a strong up-and-comer. He's definitely got a lot going for him. And honestly, I'm a little bit envious of like the stuff that he's done and how far he's come in such a short time. So quickly, but, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not fair at all. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, Spikes was that player as well. It's just he went to CGPL with Steel Series and he absolutely carried them at the time. And yeah. that was um, still the old, the very first Steel Series lineup that had Obez, Nick, mm-hmm. Mizu, Spikes, and I can't remember the last guy's name. But basically, they were all COD friends. They all came from COD Four, and and they beat Spikes. Us on a map. Yeah, they beat Immunity on a map. Spikes was the, and Spikes was carrying. Yeah. Um, but they didn't make it out of groups. Then they broke up completely. Uh, Spikes, I talking to him, I know he was a bit disappointed um, that no one approached him. Like, apparently, he literally got no good offers um, after that. And so he just sort of faded off into obscurity, and now he's, and now he's come back. Um, so I think he's perfectly capable of filling Mungo's shoes. And if his uh, mindset and attitude matches better with Saif so that they feel more comfortable and more confident. I think we're going to see a really strong honeymoon honeymoon period um, just because they're all going to feel like they're such a better team with Spikes. I don't think they've actually started practicing much yet. So I think it's really going to work for them going into what comes. 
Uh, yeah. I've got a question for you. Do you think, obviously, good calls coming out everywhere, but are we talking about good call getting rid of Mungo or good call with their entire finished lineup? Because maybe good call getting rid of Mungo because of the attitude and whatever philosophy differences. But could that lineup have done with another change, not just Mungo? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, I guess like Gun Gunlock and Nerox, do they were struggling quite a bit on in fragging at uh, Crown when yeah. they were there, um, and they themselves were they, they they got to play actually in one of the show matches I think because they had to make up numbers, uh, which wasn't on stream, so no one saw that. But I'm pretty sure one of them, I think it was Nick Gunlock, he said on stage, "I'm trash," into the mic because yeah. they because yeah. they interviewed him. Yeah, can't get a video of anything that's else. Just, that's just how Gunlock and Nerox were feeling about it a little bit, talk, talk yeah. them, which is a bit sad. Because um, they okay. like they did have a, an unfortunate. So so maybe you could replace one of them. Um, yeah. Because Dexter, I know, was calling and he was also doing a shitload of fragging. So yeah. sort of why are they in the team if that's what's going on? But exactly. I, I know. But but at the same time, I know that um, they, I think because Gunlock was originally the caller, but then you know, I don't think he wanted to do it anymore, or Dexter wanted to do it, or they thought they needed yeah. to change something. So that's why Dexter started doing it. Um, but I think they've gone back to Gunlock now. So maybe you don't get rid of Gunlock. Yeah, yeah. we've seen so, Dexter now. So I think they'd have to go back to Gunlock. It's not. It wouldn't yeah. be smart to to put a, yeah. a, a rate limiter on Dexter. You know what I mean? So. Exactly, because yeah, because no, Dexter's so young, he he can't he he can't be that incredible fragger and be the in-game leader. Like he can't do all of that at once. He just doesn't have that yet. Like so, yeah. like that's such a rarity. Like that's so rare. Dexter's level that he can get to when he's not in-game leading, that by itself is an incredible rarity. Expecting him to in-game lead as well and be as good as like Gunlock was, because Syph had some pretty good tactics here and there. Like yeah. the, I really liked how they played from time to time. You can't expect him to do both of those jobs at 100%. So, so yeah, maybe you could cut Nerox. I don't know, because he's supposed to be the opera, I think. And I don't ever see him well, doing Gunlock's, anything. Basically. We know Gunlock's perfect with the op from Counter-Strike yeah, Gunlock's, Source. So. Gunlock oh. was the opera. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, was, that was his opera and in-game leader, which uh, kind of works. So I think we're just we're, we've come to a consensus that maybe Nerox would be the weak link now with spikes coming in, and do we say there's someone out there who could do better than Nerox, who's not in a team? Mm, well, there are, like you said, I mean, guys, like if you pick up the Destiny, um, you add a whole bunch of, of fragging power there, just as a name, not a suggestion per oh, se. Well, um, well Destiny's got to be the biggest name on paper, free agent you know, wise. Free agent wise at the moment, so he's got to be the first name that you look at. Um, <clears throat> obviously, he comes with a few little asterisks next to his name, uh, but I guess you know that, that you know you just got to weigh it up, see if it's worth it, I guess, or if you can make it work. Is that F Society team still alive? No, no. So, so they died out. That was basically uh, the, the remnants of um, Direwolf slash Chiefs exactly. rolled into a pug team. Yeah. So, up, as far as I know, yeah. yeah. So as far as I know, some have gone off to Vox and yeah, some have gone off to XL5. So that yeah. leaves Payback and Shake and Wizard. And Wizard. Yep. Because well, Wizard was... And Blackout. And Blackout. Oh, Blackout retired. Well, retired. Uh, I, again. 
Yeah, I can see him playing all the fucking time. No one retires, mate. I right. hate that bullshit. So <laughs> That's bullshit. Payback, payback, or I don't know if Shake probably retire again. Did you say? Yeah, Shake Shakewell was just sort of he was coaching for them at ACL Melbourne um, for for Chiefs then as they were called. Uh, and, I, and he was like the, the word that I got is is he wasn't really he's not really doesn't okay. All right, well, well, well we all know Payback is a, a capable player. Yeah, well, if you, probably going there. You go. He could probably yeah, exactly. If you if you threw payback in and let him orp and then Gunlock just straight IGL and played support and IGL slash support there. That wouldn't be that bad, actually. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Or Wizard. Is Wizard clanless? Wizard is currently teamless, but I know he's working on something. Oh, so, yeah, that changes yeah. everything then. But yeah. he, would, he would fit in there pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, cool. Uh, going back to your original point there, my opinion was good call based on on kicking yeah. Gungo if it's a you know a yeah I can agree with that. sort of yeah, so, <clears> yeah. Right, let's move on we can only we can only comment on what they've done like yeah you know, yeah exactly so you and say then, good call on what they've done or bad call on what they've done we can good call bad call on what they haven't done because that's what we do with Chiefs back for that yeah that's true all right all right all right got to put everything in come on let's try and speed it up shall we slap it all right Saturday. Trident? We, we can talk about Trident. Um, no changes. Well, they added Mist as a sub, apparently. Um, so, as a sub. These guys won Civ 2? Correct. And second at ACL Melbourne, whilst, whilst you were gone. Yeah, we practiced these guys before we went to Europe. So. Wonsdale, Aiden, Burn, Yellow Break. Yep. No change, did you say? No change. No, no change. change. Excellent call. Good call. Yeah, good call. You, you, yeah, good call. You don't want to mess with them, no. mess with their mojo at the moment. They're a team on the rise, and there's, there's no point. They're not plateauing yet, so why would you look at things? Well, if Lonsdale ever quits, I'd pick him up as a coach. Mm. There you go, inside scoop. For Australia. Interesting. For Australia. For Australia. <laughs> All right, let's move on. And uh, one of the biggest movers and shakers in the Oceanic Shuffle, Vox MNR. Uh, removing Mardo and Ares and bringing in Herbs, RBZ, uh, I don't know if else you want to say that one, and Sicko. Um, on the outside, um, just to think that uh, Ares and Mardo were only in that team for something like six to eight weeks, mm. how long that lineup had been together. Um, yeah, Ares was it, a bit longer, but yeah. No, Ares. Yeah, August seventeenth. And keeping in mind that they snuck their way into the nationals. Yeah, yeah to 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 pax at the end. Yeah, they came. Yeah, through, true. But true. They didn't qualify um, behind Legacy and SYF. You couldn't go, so you could call it fifth somehow. I yeah. Guess. So I mean, I wouldn't get ahead of myself and say that they were a great great team in Australia. You know. No, but my point is here is that like I mean, really, they haven't had a chance to mature as a team. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the point here. So. This is where I'm going with. Um, this is a tough one. A bad call on the decisions to, to to chop a couple of players. Good call on who they picked up. Is this is my point here? So, okay. um, management pushed. <coughs> from what I know, management pushed for the for the change. Mm. Um, and this is obviously third person info, but this is what I've heard: is that management said we need better results you need to make a change to make this happen yeah so they've gone okay well we'll cut the last two guys and the other core three you wouldn't argue you have to keep those guys 
Um, yeah. And Herbs and Sicko coming in. Sicko was great at ACL Melbourne. He carried the then Chief slash Dire Wolves lineup, as you might know them. Yeah. He was huge in yeah. that event. Really, really strong. Which was, yeah. you know, that was his land debut almost. You know, he's been to yeah. a few before with Avant and stuff, and that's why he was always called an onliner. And for him to come out and actually, you know, whack a ton almost. You know. yeah. So, no questions on Sicko. 100% good book it. Good pickup. Uh, ABZ Herbs, on the other hand, um, there's probably more questions over him uh, in that high pressure, um, elite level Pro- environment. Professional environment. Professional, yeah. Um, there's a slight question mark over his head. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm not calling him an onliner because I think he can do it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and time will tell, I guess. Uh, but good call on the two pickups outside of guys that you've probably already kind of tried or have played with previously with Vox, like someone like Destiny, best pickups. So I'm going with bad call to change your lineup um, and good call for the guys that you picked up. Right. Uh, so bad call by management, good call on the result. Yes, yeah. So they've made the best of the situation. Yeah. So, I'd agree with that, honestly. Probably. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I really like Aries as a player, and I always have. And um, yep. like, he's just so solid, and he's got a great energy about him when he's at LAN. He's just like he can. He's like, let's go, boys, and he's just like so keen, and he's um, confident in his play as well, but not to the point of cockiness. He just knows what engagements he can take and what engagements he can't. Yep. Um, he's got quite a lot of experience. He's a strong pickup as well, actually. Like I'd put him yeah. pretty close behind Destiny. Is honestly. he free free agent still? Yeah, he's uh, a free so agent, as far as I know. As far as I know, yes, as well. Um, he he was legitimately quite devastated when he got cut because yeah. yeah yeah internally they thought there was nothing going wrong. They were on the improve. They did it. <laughs> I mean, they played well at PAX. Uh, you know. Yeah. The fact that two teams went there, blah, 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 it doesn't make it's a difference. Always the, so he was pretty gutted as well. So the last time I spoke to him, he was going to take a bit of a time out, you know, like just chill out for a little bit and then maybe come back. But, yeah, he is with Teamless as far as we know. So Sicko and Herbs. Yep. So... With Cozzy, Moe, probably Nova. A, probably a, what do you call it, package deal. So yeah, yeah, he, he gets the short end. Yeah. Of that's what you got to assume, really. I mean, when because I you, when you consider they both came from the same team, they exactly, would, it's wouldn't have gone into probably the roughest way to go because it's like saying um, we value Sico more than we value you in a way. You know, if that is the, I mean, yeah, I reckon that's how it went down. So I'm going to say that. But um, this guy well, yeah. has been there for so long. He's he was in Counter Strike Source. Um, I almost picked him up for a team called XL Five that went on to win nationals and I don't even remember the reason we ended up swapping him out for someone else but it was I think just because Damo Ryder wanted to come in and play and he's huge at nationals you can't say no to that so he pretty much because there was a few lineup changes with that and I know what he's capable of and he can he never goes bad like he never bombs out but whether or not he comes and drops 30 bombs or drops just his normal consistency. That's the only question I ever had. And yeah. to see him replaced in Vox for a combo, like a package deal, it's really sad for him. And I hope he gets picked up by someone, hopefully SYF or something, because he could fit in there as well. Uh, because he's just an example of talent that's just been pushed around and forgotten about. 
that could have been. So, yeah, I hope he goes on to better things. Uh, so, did you end up... Very cool. Good call getting Sicko, bad call getting Herbs. Yeah, see, I, I mean, would have liked to see Sicko Aries, but, yes. but because of the package deal, that would, you know... I mean, we'll wait and see, you know, it's picking up yeah. another and that's, guy. that's nothing against Herbs either, it's just no, Aries not, works... Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, Herbs, we, there's questions around him, it's not... It just doesn't make sense. There's no questions yeah. around areas. And so yeah. you've got questions about this guy's land ability, questions about his professional uh, attitude, pro- questions about whether he turns up to prac maybe. I don't know. Anything like that. It's all questions. And we're all going off Sico's recommendation perhaps. I think the core leadership of that team being Cozzy and Moe obviously means that that team's going to be good no matter what. Uh, strategically sound and... So on, uh, solid players, Nova as well, who can rock up and drop bombs. Uh, so it's going to be a solid team regardless, but just upsetting. It could have been better. So bad call. Rosa, that's reasonable. All right. Uh, next just before you, got... sorry, Mike, just yeah, before go you go on, we didn't mention Mado at all. And I think that's kind of unfair on Mato. Mato's a Mato is, yeah, no. Mato is just a, he's a good, he's a good guy. Um, but I mean, he, to say yeah. that's all that sorry Mike uh, to interrupt but that's right. to, Mardo's a top bloke there's no one I like seeing more turn up to a LAN event than Mardo in a VB shirt um, <laughs> but at the end of the day he's been playing a long time and his growth throughout the game has not been that good and he's I think he's reached a peak uh, where in back in source days when he was in a team called cross, caught in the crossfire and since then, he just hasn't really grown because I don't think for Mardo, CS is like his passion. I don't think he wants to be the best in Australia. So yeah. he's always I think just... Be, I think he'll be upset, but he won't be as... He's not, as, he's not anywhere near as upset as He was as really upset. Probably like, mm, he was really this, upset was with, C, with CGPL, with their results there. Oh, he was actually okay. upset that they came third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. I, I meant more with this change. I think he would... He yeah, would have sort of seen it coming a little bit. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be unrealistic about it. I don't know. I don't think he would have saw it coming, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Well, see, I mean, the change can happen fairly swiftly. I mean, we're talking like I was speaking to to, to people around the camp um, of Vox, and it was yeah, no, no, we're we're solid. We're not going to make yeah. any change. And then literally, thirty six hours later, it's bam. Well, he's probably contracted. Mm. So that's a safety net. You think you're fine. But if management pulls strings, you're out. And that's the same thing happened to me in Vox. Like, you just, you think you're safe under a contract, but it it depends on, you got to remember. It's more for the org than you, right? It's for the org than you, yeah. So, sad to see Marta go. I don't think he'll come back for another team. And if he does, it'd be, uh, I don't don't think he should. I think he mates, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he could even coach. He's got the yeah, brains. So he knows a, exactly what he's a really doing. good coach. Yeah. He knew why he'd they really lost good. straight away, and he was saying the whole game why they're losing. So it's just that he's, fra- he's fragging and maybe positioning and stuff, but he could definitely coach. Definitely, yeah. Mato to Chiefs. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next, next team off the block, uh, who is uh, barely recognizable from their previous self, I'm going to go with XL5. So... Evidently, after the Destiny no-show on Sunday at CGPL PAX, CGPL PAX uh, he was quickly kicked from from the side. Um, 
Since then, Teddy T has gone as well. Uh, Gaza has followed in Destiny's footsteps in a very unsurprising move. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fergan uh, and Steve, STV, um, have had to pick up the pieces and find some players. Those players are, are Diggs, Dans, and Pex. Ah, um, uh, yes. Sniper, we'll start with you with this one. Pex. Yeah. Okay, well, look, obviously, they have to pick up the pieces. Um, Gaza, okay, good call, because it wasn't their choice, but they dealt with it, and they've got some decent, a decent lineup in the end, so a good call. Um, they didn't have a choice, but they could have done worse. Uh, could they have done better? We, we've spoken about, we've spoken about a few people, yeah. Mm. Um, and, and there would be players who, are, who you you could easily argue that are more up with the current meta than, than Diggs is. Oh, as far as we know. As far as you know, but you watch. Yeah. Diggs never quit. <laughs> I just want you to know, Diggs never quit. He's been playing since forever, and when you think he's quit, he's just using a troll name on ESEA and smashing everyone. And then you lose the game, and you check your stats, and you find out it was Diggs. That's that's things. So <laughs> he's done it time and time and time. I wouldn't rule him out. So he can also call. He can do. He can orb. He can roam. He can stationary orb. He can do everything. Good call. Pick bringing Diggs back, and I hope he stays. Um, Ferg, we all know top player, um, and I think he should be happy uh, with this lineup. He was upset. There was rumors at CGPL where he was going to be replaced. And he didn't even know at, at MSI packs, whatever. And so I thought I'd, I'd let him know what I've heard on the street. And that was that Mungo and Dexter were actually going to replace him and, and Steve. Uh, I didn't know there was going to be a third place decider at this point. So this mm-hmm. probably caused a shitstorm and may, maybe half the reason Dex, uh, Destiny didn't show up. But yeah. I just felt as a courtesy to Ferg and Steve to let them know. Yeah, um, going to add to that, it seems that the uh, the Destiny was looking for a way, uh, sort of yep. one aspect of his Destiny was looking for a way out of X5. Yeah. Like um, something wasn't quite right in there, whatever in his mind. Yeah. He was looking for a way out, and this third place no-show is... Oh, it was, it was a masterstroke. I mean, you've got to look at it from an outside to not turn up. If you know anything about XL5 as an organization, this was a masterstroke. You just know you're a list of all contractual abilities as soon as you pull a stunt like this. And Destiny is so good that he could just get into any team afterwards so no one's going to hold it against him. So <laughs> it's just... big offers as well for Destiny as well. I mean, the, so. guy, the guy could get a call up to Renegades. You never know. Like, <laughs> No, that's probably Community not. maybe? <laughs> No, nah. but uh, <laughs> but basically you've got this. You had these three mates. Like, okay, Ferg is probably their mate as well. Like, that's yeah, Ferg's yeah, definitely the their mate. They're all mates. Definitely. So there was four mates in the team, and then there was Steve, who's obviously mates with Ferg. And Steve came into the team. I think Steve was actually asked to join Vox as well before XL Five, and he had to make a choice, and it hasn't turned out very good. Uh, he's obviously joined for the Destiny Factor, and now that's gone. But they've recovered well by getting digs. Um, Teddy T, let's talk about Teddy T. Uh, anyone could have replaced Teddy T. 
Gaza's tough to lose because uh, Gaza's just starting to figure out Counter-Strike Global Offensive. It's taken him all this time, but he's just figured it out. It's all. That's the first step. When you realize the P90 is overpowered, <laughs> that's when you start cracking down on like your AK recoil and not holding potato spots with the orb. So, yeah. um, it just makes the whole world just opens up, right? Whole... It's like walking into the Matrix. You know, he took the he took the right pill, <laughs> yeah. picked up the P90, yeah. went, "Oh my god!" And so, yeah, I think be careful of that next team because um, obviously we it'd be good to see if Ben comes back into form, but. That's that's the rumor as well that Ben will be joining Gaza and, and Destiny, um, yeah. and the other that's rumor the others, is, yeah. is Mungo is joining them as well. Uh, it's all unconfirmed. Yeah, so I mean, I wouldn't put Ben on a pedestal yet in Go. I mean, look how long it took Gaza, the one point six champion. So, um, and he's been playing CS:GO from the start, mind you. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so. With XL5, good call on the players that they've got. I don't know much about how Pex is going to fill in, but whatever. It's obviously a dynamic thing or a chemistry thing that they chose him on. Uh, Steve capable, Ferg capable, making that lineup actually achieve something good. So watch out for them next season. Uh, I would I would add that I think that this gives Ferg a little better control over the team as well. If he's going to keep calling, then he's going to be able to... Get his way. I guess, yeah, get his way a little bit easier because you won't have... Um, like a, this is speculation because I've never been sat in a game, but I can th- say with reasonable certainty that Destiny is going to influence how the team plays. Simple as that. I, I think that's unreasonable. Oh. So I think that in, in that aspect, that um, Ferg's going to be able to control this team a little better, and potentially that could give them a really big advantage if they're all in that same direction and page 100. percent Yeah, well, yeah, I played think... with Ferg. Sorry, sorry again, Willie. I'm sorry. I played with Ferg. <laughs> it's all right. And... You're just he's talking very, so much, man. I'll, I'll get it eventually. He's very disciplined, yeah, and he has a set way of playing the game, and it works, and Destiny is the opposite. Destiny is like your fanatic kind of style. Mm-hmm. So having those two in the team was both a plus and a minus. You'll see a proper strategic team come out next season. That's yeah. good. I like that. Bully thoughts. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, so the original lineup we have to go back to that before this change happened was Ferg, STV, Destiny, Gaza, Teddy T., now, when you put those three names, Destiny, Gaza, and Teddy T, like, and then you imagine trying to in-game lead for those players. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with this, but Destiny, Gaza, and Teddy T are very strong-willed. I know what I'm going to do, and I know what the right thing is to do, people. They, they make up their own minds. You can't really mm-hmm. tell them what to do, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, just, just from my interactions with them, and like that's admirable to an extent, you know, but it's not necessarily the greatest thing if you're Ferg and you're trying to tell these three people who probably just want to do whatever the fuck they want um, how to play the game, who are also uh, arguably better individually skilled or have a better pay degree than Ferg or whatever. So it's going to be very difficult in that dynamic. Now that Ferg and STV, um, so STV and Diggs are obviously mates. I don't think Diggs has that, um, that type of personality just from my interactions with him. He's quite down to earth or just quite... Uh, business-like, business as usual. Pex and Dan's are two sort of up-and-comers a little bit. STV, Diggs and Pex played in Elite Crew in Div 2 a couple of seasons ago, um, and they went undefeated until they played me with uh, Tess, uh, with Triton. And uh, th- and we, we managed to somehow beat them. Um, but uh, from what I could tell, they 
STV had a very big night and he was the in-game leader at the time and he just wanted the game to be over with as quickly as possible. So it wasn't that, like, it, that took away from the win a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I think this lineup is actually going to be really good. Pex and Dan's are two players that I've always admired and Diggs as well, definitely. Like you said, Ian Diggs is incredibly versatile and Pex and Dan's are two strong, just right, just all-round players that you can put anywhere and they'll do damage, so... I think yeah, this is the cool. first first chance for Dan to actually show himself properly. So see how it goes. Yeah, that's true. Actually, this is like this team. Like, so there was nothing. I didn't have anything against Dan's old teams, but they were pretty, very, very loose in style and didn't have a lot of experience um, in or structure. Uh, this team definitely can have that with STV and Ferg, which will probably help Dan's to flourish a bit more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dan's, I mean, this is the question mark over Dan's head at the moment, um, is that the last two big events he's gone to, ACL Melbourne, ACL Sydney, he has done poorly. Um, and I like the guy. Uh, I'm on board with you, Willie. Is, um, his output has been well below what he has been doing previously online. Mm. And you can't, you can't ignore that. Um, but wow. structure uh, always will help players like Dan's get the frags that he needs. The problem as well is I think, doing. like, when you look at Dan's previous lineups, he's always with these players that, like like Sicko and Herbs, like it, it's pretty hard to frag out when you're on a team with Sicko and Herbs, I reckon, mm, just because yeah. they probably need a lot of room to get to the to get the sort of kills that they want to get. So I think in this lineup, Dan's like he could just be that consistent g guy who gets twenty frags every game, um, whereas then it's like Diggs topping or something like that. Um, or, yeah. or he could be that all-star that absolutely breaks out. Either way, it's better for him. It's a better environment for him. Yeah, Dan's has got a really... Uh, it's got a lot of potential to, to go quite far in the game, I yeah. think. Yeah, well, I, I mean, all I thought you were going to say, all these old lineups were just troll lineups. Like, that's how I feel. Because uh, we've, yeah, we've been talking about Dan since uh, we picked him up for Face It uh, exhibition tournament. Uh, and we were talking about him uh, back then as being a good player. So I thought I'd try him out in a in an exhibition comp, and he didn't really impress. But I think that's like you can't just throw a good player um, who's done well with his friends into a stranger lineup and expect him to do well. But I think he can do well. It's yeah. just someone has to give him a chance, and he needs like that guiding star from the experienced players like uh, Diggs and Ferg. Yeah, Ferg can potentially really mentor him quite well there. Mm. That's a really good point. Um, all right, so this is probably the end of uh, true Division 1 teams per se. So, um, of course, there's probably another one or two teams that are sort of floating around, uh, potentially one with Dizzy, uh, Pixel, Matt CD, and no. Dioxide, I think, would be in there as well, potentially um, coming up. Or Did they um, win Div 2, Mike? No. They did not. They didn't. They won a qualifier and then disbanded. They won two qualifiers. And two so, qualifiers. are you telling me they're going to be disbanded? No. What I'm saying is, is the caliber of players in there. They, if you picked up any one of those players, they could probably jump into a Div One team, high Div Two, low Div One. So, I'm not saying at that the least. Yeah. All, yeah, yeah. That that probably be Come the on. next control esports. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is what I'm saying. Is it? I'm, what else not, do we have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly dismissive there. <laughs> Do we? Have, I mean, all right. So, moving on to the, the teams who have shuffled around, and this is at the high div two end. Uh, Frenetic Array have come back with a new lineup. Forge cannot give up CS, even if you wanted to. Um, 
the lineup is Forge, you know, K Star, Requiem. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Requiem. Requiem? Yeah, sorry. Requiem. Come on, mate. Requiem. Ah, uh, jeez. We're in the Bronx. Yo, Requiem! <laughs> I'm going to take that one on the chin for sure. Yeah. My bad. Uh, Lazy Aim. And apparently the sub is some some WLE, WLE guy or something. He's on their Blaster X line. Oh, I, don't know. I thought he was just the coach. Oh, who knows? Perhaps he can shed some light. On, on this yeah. queen. Yeah. Well, a... I've been... No, I'm not cutting you off again. You sure? Because mm-hmm. it looked like you were about to, mate. No, no, no. Okay. Well, um, so these guys... So Forge asked me to uh, to sort of be a consultant for this team. I think being a calling me a coach is a little generous. Um, and I should... And yeah, I guess analyst. You know, sort of like Swag's an analyst. You know, sort of like that for Cloud9. Um... No, uh, I think yeah. Like, I basically like they just got me got me to sit in on a few games, watch some of watch how they play, uh, listen to their comms, and just sort of he just wanted me to because this is a pretty much a brand new lineup. Um, so K Star and Requiem have played together before, Forge and K Star have played together before, but that's it. Everyone else, it's like it's almost a brand new team. Um, so he wanted to just try and speed up the process as quickly as possible because of course he's not getting any younger, which we can all relate to. Um, yeah. So I was so yeah I I was like sort of went in with um, a bit of skepticism because uh, Requiem has a little bit of a reputation um, for sort of joining teams and then they die instantly unfortunately uh, you said it not me uh, K Star maybe has a little bit of a reputation Brad has been looking for a team for a really long time Lazy M uh, so I just I, I was a little bit skeptical just because like I don't really know any of them so you know I just went in from what what I did know. But I was really pleasantly surprised, I have to say, um, with how they play. Um, and they all clearly listen to and respect Forge, which is something that I wasn't expecting at all, honestly. Just because, I, I, I like, from how K-Star plays, he's quite an aggressive um, orper. Um, he, look, he, he does go for some big plays sometimes, which aren't always recommended. But he clearly respects Forge and listens to him. When Forge tells him to do something, he'll do it. Uh, it's the same with Requiem as well. Um, Requiem just has a bit of that uh, that loose cannon almost aspect to him. Like I, I can absolutely uh, relate. He, he sort of reminds me of myself in Call of Duty. Um, I just think I'm a hundred. Like it's it's a little bit of um, elitism, I guess, almost to an extent. He just sort of think you can see in his mind when he's playing. Uh, he thinks I'm a hundred percent better than this guy, so I can take this bad engagement for me and I'll still win it because I'm better and that's what I used to do in COD so I'm not like trying to call you out Requiem that's like I completely understand mate um, and that's I, like, I could be wrong there that's I feel like me. four people in that team might have that same attitude like, I just feel like that team has four people that think they're better than some people and will just take aim duels so I guess it'll be up to Forge to lock Maybe. that down just from like their personalities I, you know honestly like well yeah well you know we actually, like, I was coaching, well, you know, in the coach slot in the server when you guys were playing in the end, mm, and yeah. they were giving you a lot of respect. I was even saying they were giving you too much respect. Yeah. Um, like, you were just sort of running over them a little bit. You could, Like, you still owe and Rick, and even James was doing it as well. So, I think they, they definitely have potential. Listening to their comms, they definitely work well off of each other. Um, they do have their issues, definitely, but... Um, I think this could be actually a strong one of these teams that from the Div two teams 
uh, that that is going to come together and might even sneak into the bottom of Div One if it does expand, like you you suggested, Mike, into twelve. Uh, or they could definitely you know win Div Two next season. I don't know. It depends how they do in this off season. I guess where they end up. Can I ask you a question, Mike? If I was going to compare this lineup straight away to, are you talking to me or Mike Star? Uh, both. Compare okay. this lineup because we've got Lazy in there, right? So compare sure. this lineup to uh, Lazy, Peasy Kid, Tonks, Payback, Ustilo. Do you see any similarities? Because Honestly, we all know what we all know. Lazy is capable of. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen Wally play phenomenally sometimes, uh, and we all know Requiem from uh, Counter Strike Source, and he's in those troll lineups as well sometimes. So. We know he's actually a good player on his day, and that's probably why he has an ego and says, "I can, I can win this aim duel because he actually does a lot of the time." Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. I, th- I think his question about it. Yeah. yeah, the question about Requiem would be about like his like his brain. Like, is he a smart player? So, because obviously thinking like that isn't smart all the time, but sometimes it's good. Uh, yeah. So, great. You know, I think this lineup is actually pretty much very similar to the old Avant lineup. Uh, because Wally, I, I just think Tonks when I see Wally. Um, Ford, uh, sorry, K Star, I just think PZ Kid a little bit, and he can pick up an orb as well, can't he? K Star. Yeah. Ian, you've, you're confused. Do you think uh, no, Wally. Sorry. Wally's, Wally's not in the team. No, oh, Wally's not in the team. Got? Who am I It's me. About? I'm the co- WLE. Who's the fifth? It's Eno. Ino. Eno, <laughs> yes. Eno. Eno, that's you who I'm missing. Them. Yes, so Eno right. seems pretty sharp. I don't know anything about him. He's he's so he was in the Scythe lineup. So yeah. the original Scythe lineup was Eno, Squishy, Dexter, um, Squishy. who were the, and then Gunlock and Nerox. Nerox, oh, okay. So yeah, so then so they replaced Eno and Squishy with Mungo and Mont, and then uh, Eno yeah. ended up in this lineup. Uh, so Eno and Squishy, yeah, 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 and Eno and Squishy were in Atletico with. Kuma and Animus and Gratisfaction. Yeah, yeah. And yeah then, I you know, I, The only reason I have Wally in my head is because we scrimmed them that same night. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, That's right. Uh, but that lineup sure is be... still very comparable, if you ask me. Because Eno wrecked us, as you know. He was just aim dealing yeah. a lot. So I think that's actual, possibly, yeah, pretty good Div 1 team. Mm. I, I reckon, yeah, I mean, based on... Just the bottom, but still... I mean, Frenetica Ray did pretty well in Div 2 last mm. season. So if they are going to expand, like you said, well, this, this is certainly one of the teams that's definitely candidate to go in there. And I guess it comes down to, and I have a huge amount of respect for Forge and his uh, in-game leader. Uh, I really like, and I have from back when I played uh, against him. And he took a team um, back in this is 2003 sort of era as well. That we, yeah, roll your eyes. <laughs> that's fine. My first uh, national. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, so um, in the, the team I was in there at the time, Collusion, uh, we were like an established and high Div 1 Melbourne team at the time. And we practiced these guys, Forge's team, when they were, I think it was Intricate, I think it was yep. what they were called. And they came up and uh, they were practicing and we were, we were wrecking them, like absolutely wrecking them. But they would come back every second week we'd play them and they would come back and come back and get more and more. And Forge just controlled that team so well and just guided them just perfectly and just turned all these guys who had potential into really good players. Mm-hmm. So he's done that in the past. 
He's got more experience of doing it now. There's no reason why he can't tame the beasts that he has. He's been playing um, forever. He can do it. Exactly. So yeah, um, if anyone can do it, Forge can probably do it. Honestly. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're all in agreement here. This is a good call lineup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah. So the original lineup for Frey was Forge K Star. I think this was right. So it's Forge K Star, Cruden, uh, Smurfy, and Mujus. Something yeah. like that. I don't know. Something like that. Um, so, honest, I think it's like as good, if not better. And from what I've heard in game, you know, from my unique perspective, they're definitely they've got potential. Absolutely, your, your Brand, unbiased opinion. Yeah, my complete unbiased, perfectly objective analyst opinion. Mm. There, good call. Yeah, good call. Sweet. All right, uh, Alpha Sydney. Um, For Sydney. These guys, interesting. Uh, Woolly. I'm going to be really, have... yeah. Go, yeah, send. I'm just, I'm really want to know if, if Sniper, if Ian can name one of these players. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Previous names, Alpha Sydney. What are their other names? Um, what were they called before? I Are think they were... Div 2? Yeah, Div 2. They, they came top four Div 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what their last name was. Oh, but so anyway, do you want me to just me, put you out of misery? I've yeah, hardly right. been here this year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, so it's um, Sonic, Liaz, Infrequent, Kyoto, and Chuch, from what I understand. Yeah. Any of those ring a bell? So Kyoto and Chuch, they were two of Forge's boys. Well, just everyone was talking about Chuch for a long time. So Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's actually something to men- worth mentioning. So Kyoto and Church, they were they played under Forge and left, and now they've made this team and they nearly won Div Two. And then uh, Spikes and Mizu, they played under Forge for the old Scythe lineup way back when, when I was still playing. And now Mizu's overseas and Spikes is in Scythe, which is arguably a top four team in Australia. So Forge is like he's like a mini light step almost. He just breeds these incredible players. Then he but um, he does he doesn't get to hold on to them. And, you know, they don't propel him to the top. They just sort of, you know, put their knee in his back and step, jump over him a little bit. Yeah, I know that feel. <laughs> so, yeah, this lineup, um, I haven't really seen them play that much, but knowing looks Kyoto good. and Judge, it's, yeah, it looks good. And I've heard Infrequent's actually a really sick opera, which is interesting. Talking to Sonic as well, just about the game, because I wanted to get his opinion on formats and stuff and... And, and a few other things for a few of my videos, and he's actually a really switched-on lad, and I think he's the in-game leader. So I don't know where he came from. I've never seen him before this team, to my knowledge. So he clearly, he's clearly got a good head on his shoulders, and I think yeah, if he's leading, then you know this sort of ragtag bunch of Aimstar up-and-comers, they might go, they might do something. They might be another contender for Div One along with Frey. There's something to say about aim stars because um, you can you can teach aim stars to a certain degree. You can teach aim stars tactics and strategies and, and all that sort of stuff. You can give them a brain if you've got the, the right player guiding them. Yeah. Uh, people people sort of laughed at the G2 lineup when it first came out. Yeah. Because there was a bunch of dudes who were just you know they were sick players uh, and they've had a lot, bunch of lineup changes. But I mean, look at where they are now. Mm. You ain't going to talk shit about Kingwin, GT Kingwin, whatever they're called these days, GTA. Uh, anyway, um, I, I don't mind this lineup at all. Uh, this, it's, 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 this is a problem when we start to get a little bit lower down. Is that you past teams and experiences for these sorts of players? It gets harder and harder to give a quantifiable 
call on this. Um, so uh, I'm going to have to sit on the fence, but I'll go with good call because I like some of the players in here um, and I think they're going to do probably bigger things in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's also really good to see that, that after Div 2, they haven't. I don't think they've changed a player. I think maybe they removed Jay with like three wires and got Chudge, which is definitely an upgrade because of who the fuck's Jay. <laughs> sorry, Jay. Comments. Have you played against <laughs> these guys at all or, or anything like that? Yeah, I know these guys. So Sonic has been around for a while now. Uh, and Liaz, yeah, first him a couple of times. I mean, infrequent to me, it's just a troll. So uh, it would be interesting to see if he has a proper, a full, plays a full season with a real team or something. So, um, yeah, good call if they replace Jay with Chuch. And I think that's an all right team. So I'd like to see them versus your team, Willie. Mm. Mm, me too, actually. That would be a good battle. Yeah. Mm. All right. Next team, I don't know whether to call them RIP or RIP, but it is Has Dev K, Pilly, Crude, and Gots. Mm. Sniper, back to you straight away on this one because I think you know a few of these players a little better than the previous team. But yeah, I know. I mean, I know these guys so because they're all Div 1 players mm. at one point. So, yeah, that's a good team. Versus them, they've beaten us, I think. So, it means that uh, whatever they're doing in practice is pretty good. So it's a good lineup, good call. Sweet. Uh, it's just really good to see Dev K and Has back in a team that looks scary after they sort of, I think they both got, sort of didn't work in what is now the Chiefs lineup. They were both in there at one point. You um, could put when them they were both back in. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> you could, I guess, yeah. And um, then Cruden and Cruden, Gots, Gotzalov and Pili are all strong up and comers as well. Yep. Gotzalov, he was the in game leader for Royale. Yep. Um, when they were doing some damage. Uh, and he was also the main orper. And I remember thinking, this guy is fucking annoying as shit mm. to play against because he was just so good at getting into awkward positions and getting a kill with it anyway and getting away without getting punished. Um, Pillion Cruden, which is what's really interesting, is this this team actually has four of like four in game leaders Devk, Cruden, Gotzi, and Pillion can all in-game lead. Uh, Pilly, I really, I think he's a a bit of a genius, almost. Like, he's, like, one of the most capable in-game leaders I've ever, I've ever played with, and I only played with him a few times, just, like, in, like, scrims and stuff when we're trying to put a team together. Um, <clears throat> so I, he was in a, a team with uh, Dizzy as well, so Dizzy clearly saw that Pilly had something. Um, I don't, I think Pilly was calling for that team, uh, which was Pilly, Dizzy, uh, Matt CD, Pixel, and Fake Dan. So Pilly was calling for that team, and that, that was when they won that qualifier. Won that qualifier for ACL Melbourne, I think. Um, mm. So, yeah, I really like Pilly. Uh, Cruden as well, he's really... like, And that's the other thing as well. These players are all really strong individually. They've got really good fundamentals. Um, Gotzi and Devk can both AWP. Uh, then you've got three really solid rifles and has Cruden and Pilly. Um, yeah. Shout out to Haz. He's the worst player on this team. That's just for you, Haz. I know you'll love that. All right. All right. I think we're... Uh, we've got a couple more teams to just go through quickly. Uh, Skyfire, the new Skyfire. Philo, Yen. Uh, Yen, uh, I don't know. Ian, I think. I don't know. Is it Ian? Oh, okay. Sorry, mate. Mm. Yeah. I-Y-E-N. E-N. Yeah. Yeah. So... I always get this one wrong, and apparently uh, I mistyped it in the, the thread, and there was a new player 
apparently. It's a title that never exists. Anyway, moving on. Jester, Jokes, Moojuice, and Smurfy. Noxious uh, version 3. There you go. Is that, is that all we can say? Is, is it worthwhile going into more detail? It's interesting that um, it's sort of come full circle because Murphy and Moojuice branched out and now they're just like, and they, you know, because like when I started playing, which was almost two years ago, they had almost this exact same light up. So they've come completely full circle, come back to Jokes and Jester. Um, I think Jester was in that lineup, but Jokes definitely was. Mm. Jokes is a ridiculous aim style. I think he might be one of the most talented, like in that department. Like sometimes, like, like he's not, I, but the only problem with Jokes is he's not consistent. I don't know if it's a confidence issue or what, but there's just something about him that stops him from reaching that high level. But I think he might have one of the highest skill caps uh, of these up and comers, these young players. Mm if not the highest. Uh, Jester, you got to give him some credit. Uh, just for, I was talking to Moku and Boomza at, and when they were at P the PDG LAN, when they were ar archaic, it, and this is when I think they took a map off of you maybe, Ian? No, they were in they beat, Renegades. Group. They beat Vox. Yeah, they beat Vox. So that, it was um, Jester, Moku, Apoc, uh, Boomza, Saib and Raz. Uh, and apparently Jester was calling for them and apparently he knew exactly he just watched a bunch of Vox demos and he knew exactly what they were going to do and so he just told he's like he like basically had the inside scoop on Vox for, for those guys um, and so he just like so and that enabled Raz and Moku and even I think Boomza and Syed they all had huge rounds because of it um, Ian's a strong up and comer Philo I don't know much about Philo he's good. He's but been I think he's forever. calling for them yeah. Okay. I think he's calling for them, which is which is cool. So yeah, um, cool lineup. It's it's just what's really interesting, you know, looking at Skyfire and Rip and Frey and mm. um, Alpha Sydney and all these teams. It's like they're actually like look good on paper, which yeah. I don't think is something that's common for like usually when there's a, a shuffle. I'm looking at these lineups and I'm going, how the fuck is that going to work in game? And then yeah. usually it doesn't. But I can see a lot of these lineups actually working quite well. So that's really to the good point to see. where they've tried all the other combinations, and, and this is the this is the yeah. last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I can imagine Smurfy. Yeah, I can imagine Smurfy and Mujus are just like, "Fuck! If this doesn't work, we're done, boys." Eh? This is, they've tried so many different lineups and so many different players. They've gone, you know, all over the shop trying to, you know. So um, I think they've yeah they've sort of gone back to their roots a little bit, just players that they like and they get along with, which is probably a smart move. The thing that gets me is that we've just gone through so many teams and there's so many established players on those lists. Like all those people are just known players that have been there for all of 2015, all of 2014. Yeah, and, you know, I think that's when you've got to say, like, it's not actually about how good you are as an individual anymore because we've got all these guys who arguably could be the best on the day. We're talking about Jokes who can frag. We're talking about Chacha can frag. We're talking about Haz, Ares. All these guys from bottom to the top, we're still... In Div, we're in Div two right now, and we're talking about players who can actually drop a, a sizable number of frags against a Div one team. So I think that's when people have got to say, okay, well we're in these teams now. It's not about us as individuals fragging heaps anymore. It's got, we got to got to we got to go to that next level, and where strategy comes into it, teamwork comes into it. And if all they did was focus on that sort of stuff, we could end up with a really deep Division one. Yeah, in, that's yeah. like. Can sort you, of, do you, you know, know. Mike, you can drop right now. Like, that's <laughs> just 
no, it's, it's serious luck. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is the thing. I mean, this is what's plagued Australian CS for so many years. It's, it's always been, let's get the best players, let's get the best players, not let's get the best combination of players. Yeah. So, we want to get on the same team page. Of, team of players, not a player's team. Mm. Players, a player's team always beats a team of players. Isn't that champion? True. A team of champions will never be True a champion chance. team. Don't it's worry not, about it, Max. Don't worry. Yeah. Just leave it. No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, that's probably about it, actually. That's um, a good way to end it, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. There's probably a few other teams that we could we talk about briefly, but there's probably not. Can we just give Control VP a shout out? I'm because apparently they're they're trying to come back. Yeah, I guess that's true. We got to wait, don't we? We got to wait. Is that, uh, tell me that has Iceman in it. Apparently, Iceman oh, can't can't commit 100% because of work. Oh, that's just a bit shit. Of shame. This guy needs a team. Like I swear. Yeah. Someone just give him a team and convince him to drop life commitments and play CS. Maybe you should just pay him to play CS, Ian, when you get that no. six Skrilla. I'm not even getting any Skrilla <laughs> myself for CS at the moment. So. <laughs> all right, you all pay right. him in gear, you know? No? Yeah, plenty of stuff. AK Racing, maybe send him a chair. Alpha oh, Draft. There it is. <laughs> Epic. All right, I think that's probably another great note to leave on. Um, <laughs> Willie, as always, pleasure to have you on, and thanks for uh, giving up your time. It is a Saturday night recording this, so that's uh, right. life. And uh, thanks very much for coming on, Sniper. You were the whole, uh, you were the instigator of Good Call, Bad Call, and the Oceanic Shuffle video in itself in the entirety. So thanks very much for uh, yeah. giving up your time. I hope it's not cutting into your practice. No, not on a Saturday, but um, or, yeah, I don't know. It's good to shed some light on this stuff, I reckon. Um, there used to be a ESEA or ESAU list for transfers, and people could talk about it that way. But I do remember being involved in that. Mm. So, and that was pretty cool because we'd monitor Europe and everything. So, but this shed some light on some of the players that we have in Australia and a bit of the depth. And I think all those players that have been named should hold their head higher for being. Uh, they should recognise that you know we see them in a light that they're at the top of the nation. So. It's something to pat yourself on the back for in next season. Give it everything you've got because there's no, there's no official. You know, this is where you stand. You anyone can do anything next year. Yeah, that's great. Uh, another good way to well, end up the end up the video. Oh, okay. Do you have any more? Do you have any yep. more? Or? It's just, it's just dropping, <laughs> you know, yep. some noise there. And it's good because I mean, we've seen you do your banter stuff on stage recently, but uh, we don't get to see. As often, uh, especially in video form, the, uh, the intelligent commentary side of uh, Sniper. So uh, we're probably going to be out of a job soon, Willie. Uh, that's all right. I'll just start playing. Me and Sniper can trade. <laughs> that's true. Too easy. All right. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoy that. Like, subscribe, all yep. that sort of stuff. Follow yep. these guys on Twitter as well. All the handles on the screen. Uh, this has been the Oceanic Shuffle wrap-up. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, catch us later.